The Holy Gospel according to John, the sixth chapter. When the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were beside the sea, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, but not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him who he has sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. In the epistle reading, the writer instructs each of us to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Unfortunately, too often that word worthy prompts us to ask ourselves, what must I do to be worthy or more worthy? We compare, measure, and question our relative worth, misunderstanding worth as a calculation of achievement, wealth, position, or power. But that's not what worthiness means. Worthiness means having sufficient merit. In the whole of Scripture, there are only a handful of verses that speak about worth and none that use the word merit. More often, the word that is used is favor. And can you guess what the Greek word for favor is? It's charis. Grace, which we define as God's unmerited favor. So worthiness is having sufficient grace. 
God's grace is a gift, not something we earn or accomplish through our good works or efforts. And God's abundant grace is sufficient. It is enough. These are the promises we hear in Ephesians 2 and in Paul's second letter to the the Corinthians. So a paraphrase of Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1 could be, live out your calling according to the grace or unmerited favor you have already received from God. In verse 2, the letter continues urging us to live with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. But again, these virtues are not achieved by our work or effort. As Martin Luther wrote when he defended his theological thinking to his fellow Augustinians in 1518 in his Heidelberg Disputation, One is not righteous who does much, but one who without work believes much in Christ. It is Christ in us that produces these inevitable fruits of God's Spirit working in and through our lives. They are evidence that Christ lives in us through faith. Episcopal priest and visiting professor at Wake Forest Divinity School, the Reverend Dr. G. Porter Taylor, writes, Humility keeps us grounded in the reality of who we are as creatures formed from the dust by God. And preaching on this text, Lutheran pastor Tony Durante reminds us, if it were not for God breathing into the nostrils of Adam, He would have only been dust. If it wasn't for Jesus Christ when he returned from the dead, appearing in that room and breathing the Holy Spirit on his apostles, they would have only been dust. And if it wasn't for Jesus Christ sending out into our lives servants of his word, we would only be dust. But in his resurrection, Jesus kicked up some dust. What I love about Pastor Tony's image is that it makes room for the messiness of life in ministry and life together in community. Think about when dust gets kicked up or stirred up. That happens when we move in spaces that have been ignored or forgotten, when we disturb things that have sat unchanged or unchallenged for too long, when we dig into dry ground to add the nutrients to make good soil and plant a new harvest. Kicking up dust means moving in new ways, examining what is here, now, and creating and planting new ideas and ways of living together as God's people. The text goes on to say that Jesus equips all the saints, not only the most articulate or educated, not only the prominent public theologians or the celebrity religious, but each and every one of us. In examining the gifts we've been given, 
author and Quaker elder Parker Palmer urges us that the standard should not be effectiveness, but faithfulness. Faithfulness to your gifts. Faithfulness to your perception of the needs of the world. And faithfulness to offering your gifts to whatever needs are within your reach. Palmer goes on to say, the tighter we cling to the norm of effectiveness, the smaller the tasks we will take on, because they're the only ones that get short-term results. Like the disciples who scoffed at the five loaves and two fishes in last week's gospel, our vision often is too narrow, focusing only on our proven abilities, instead of trusting that God is working in our lives in new ways and equipping us for new ministry. The epistle writer encourages us to have confidence in God's grace, in faith, and listen to God to discern and understand God's call on our lives. Last week, we reflected on one of our congregation values, outreach, and how God works through seemingly foolish ideas and against absurd odds to accomplish God's work in the world. As we are called to service, another of our congregation values here at Ascension, let's pay attention to questions like, am I faithfully responding to the needs that I see? And do I enter into opportunities or run away in fear? Jesus shows us in John's gospel when the crowds want to make him their king and again when they cannot see him as more than a miracle worker. That ministry is not about us and it's not about what we know we can do. Ministry is about living in relationship with God, with one another and with the world. And the relationships we forge and bear in love are our kingdom work. God delights when we use the gifts God gives us for the sake of the world. Let us pray. Holy God. Thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus, who gives us grace through faith. Teach us humility, gentleness, and patience, and inspire us by your Holy Spirit to respond to your invitation to participate in your kingdom work in the world. May your abundant love always be visible in our words and actions. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.